Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. The phone number is 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Jesse Smollett, his case dismissed. This doesn't actually sound like it's a dismissal. Uh, he's come out. He said he, he did nothing wrong and he's innocent. The state attorney in Chicago has dismissed the case. They've sealed the records now in court. Uh, but it actually doesn't sound like they're getting rid of it. It sounds like a first offender situation. He, he's foregone his bond and the state attorney, they have a state attorney, not a district attorney there. The state attorney says that uh, the reason they didn't pursue it further is because there really wasn't a victim. They've got pr- more pressing matters and he's already done community service. That, that sounds basically like he's admitted it. Uh, what's so interesting is you've got guys like Brian uh, Settler on CNN say, we may never know, we may never know what actually happened. Uh, But the reality is that he originally said there were white guys who did this to him and now saying that they were the two Nigerian guys. How did how did the two white guys become black guys? I, I, I don't know. Here, here's Rahm Emanuel. The, the police in Chicago are fit to be tied over this. They're calling for a special investigation, a federal investigation, into the state attorney. Rahm Emanuel joining them, really upset about it, mayor of Chicago. This is a whitewash of justice. A grand jury could not have been clear. To then say not only is the cost, the $10,000 doesn't come cost financially, but all the other repercussions of this decision it made to me, where is the accountability in the system? You cannot have, because of a person's position, one set of rules apply to them and another set of rules apply to everybody else. Now, I've got to disagree with the mayor of Chicago on one thing. Let let me play this for you again. This is a whitewash of justice. Actually, no, it's a bleaching of justice in Chicago. I mean, now we know why the two Nigerian dudes poured bleach all over Jesse Smollett. They wanted to give him some white privilege in case he got caught so he could get out of jail, I guess. (laughs) I mean, that's where we are here. Listen, what are the facts of this case? Um, I mean, contrast this, if you will, because liberals are doing this today. They're contrasting this with the Mueller investigation. Well, the Mueller investigation, we now know the facts. We, we now know from the facts of the Mueller investigation that no one in or around the Trump campaign worked with Russians to steal the election. We, we know that from the Mueller investigation. What do we know here from the investigation in Chicago? We know that uh, Jesse Smollett, paid these two Nigerian men uh, money. We know that they say they were paid to attack him, not just to uh, weight trading. We know they bought red caps. By the way, you got Brian Settler on CNN saying that TMZ politicized this by making it about MAGA hats. That's actually no uh, Smollett or Smollett did that. So we know that uh, also there is a pending federal investigation. Let's not forget the federal investigation and not over the state attorney. There is a federal investigation because the police believe that Jesse Smollett also sent himself the hate mail. Uh, Remember, he got death threats in the mail and that would be mail fraud. So they are investigating that and you may very well see federal 
charges come out of this uh, against him. You may very well see that. If anything, you know, it's very interesting. He may have opened a bag of worms by doing this because you may have a Chicago jury that's so mad at him for doing what he did uh, that he may actually get treated harder if the feds bring charges, which this may very well encourage them to do. Here's the the superintendent of police in Chicago, Eddie Johnson, not exactly a Republican. Uh, If you want to say you're innocent of a situation, then you take your day in court. I would never, if someone falsely accused me, I would never hide behind a brokered deal and secrecy, period. Yeah, he is livid. One more from Rahm Emanuel on this. This is an unbelievable, not just whitewash of justice, this is a person now who's been let off scot-free with no sense of accountability of the moral and ethical wrong of his actions. From top to bottom, not only disperching the name of the city, but then I cannot stress that in a time when you have people bringing a moral equivalency in Virginia between bigots and those fighting bigotry, then you have a person using hate crime laws that are on the books to protect people who are minorities from violence, to then turn around and use those laws to advance your career and your financial reward. Is there no decency in this man? This is Rahm Emanuel. Let no crisis go to waste. Rahm Emanuel, you you got Republicans agree with him today, but it's not just Republicans. There are a lot of Democrats out there who are agreeing with this today as well. Uh, there are even some of them willing to say that that maybe this prosecutor was so upset by the Mueller thing that I, I highly, highly, highly doubt that. But uh, you got people out there willing to go that far today. This is a real problem, but this is also Chicago. And honestly... Is it that big a situation? The guy is going to go for the rest of his life as as the guy who fakes the hate crime, whether he's convicted or not. Uh, but still, there is principle in the matter. Rahm Emanuel is right. And for the guy to come out today and, and say he did not do it, he's innocent, uh, everybody's lying about him, we know that's not really true. Very sociopathic. All right, all right, all right. Now we got to get into the, the Mueller situation some more. And it, just as a side note here, um, I am blessed to work with some really, really good people. I knew I was going to be delayed yesterday getting in because I had to take Christy to the doctor. We have been in and out of the emergency room through the weekend with her and had a late afternoon doctor's appointment. So I recorded the first half hour of the show and we wound up actually going to the emergency room. So they had to put, I, I wound up doing a special show on Sunday and they were able to put all that together. Charlie, in particular, just did yeoman's work on this. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, there was some stuff left over that I wanted to talk about yesterday that I couldn't because I was in an emergency room until 11 last night, then got there again at 7 this morning and was there until after 2 o'clock today. Uh, I think we're, we're, we're through the woods now, thankfully. But as an aside, uh, there are four hospitals in our area, and there's not a single bed. They wanted to admit Christy. And they can't because the flu is so bad. They, they do not have a spare hospital bed. In fact, today we wound up not having to sit in a waiting area because they couldn't even get her in a bed in the emergency room because the emergency room was completely full of flu patients. And we had both wear masks the entire time we were there. Every single person who was there, they made put on a mask because the flu is so bad. It is, I've never seen anything like this. And they say it's waning now that it's on the decline. But my goodness gracious, it was bad. Um, so anyway, Stacey Abrams, I, I've, we've got the audio. I got to play this for you for Stacey Abrams. I tend to think it's like having your brother summarize your report card to your parents. We should be deeply suspicious, especially since he had 12 tardies and at least three times ditching class. I mean, look, in a more legalistic and political frame, it is deeply inappropriate for someone who is an avowed partisan who in part auditioned for the job by disparaging the report to be responsible for summarizing the report. And as someone who has a recent experience, and as someone who has a recent experience of having the referee being in charge of, you know, the scorekeeping and being the contestant, I am always suspect of a process that does not have independence and transparency. And I think we should demand that we get to see the report in full, no redactions and no questions. Yeah, but, you know, so she's already gone out and has said that she doesn't believe the clear statement that's actually from the Mueller uh, team. She doesn't actually believe the line in there that says no one associated with the campaign coordinated with the Russians. That That's not from the attorney general. That's from actually Bob Mueller. And I got to be honest with you. I support releasing the full report. 
But I actually really think that most of the people who support releasing the full report are actually not in support of it, but they just want to use it to attack people who are mentioned in the report, people who weren't charged with the crime. They want to use the report to nitpick and attack innocent people. They want to weaponize the Mueller report. It's very interesting today to hear news outlets, uh, the political and others, say that the Trump uh, campaign wants to, quote-unquote, weaponize the Mueller report, when I actually think that's why Democrats want to release. They want to be able to weaponize it. And they're projecting on the Trump team what they actually want to do. The Mueller report, whether you like it or not, it can't be released immediately because of the uh, federal rules of criminal procedure. Congress is going to have to take some extraordinary steps. The president says he's not opposed to it. There's got to be a judge willing to do it. And even in the Ken Starr situation, they didn't release the actual report. They released a summation of the report. But the attorney general letter isn't allowed to take out of context the Mueller report. You've got Stacey Abrams essentially saying that the attorney general can characterize the report however he wants to. He's not allowed to under the law. He's not allowed to do that. He's got to fairly characterize it. And he gave a fair summary. Do you really believe that after spending 678 days that Bob Mueller would keep his mouth shut if William Barr sent a letter to Congress mischaracterizing Bob Mueller's report? Do you really, really believe that would happen? Do you believe the 19 attorneys who worked under him would keep their mouths shut? Do you really believe that? I mean, if so, you're in the level of conspiracy theory where no one's going to be able to work you out of it. Not all of us sleep the same way. 63% of Americans sleep on their sides. I'm one of them. I, I go from one slide to the other. I fall asleep on my back. I wake up in the morning. I'm on my side. My butterfly pillow gives you the support in the places you need it most. It keeps your neck, spine, and alignment throughout the night, even if you switch sides like I do. My butterfly pillow, and it's called my butterfly pillow. It's patented sleep technology. It elevates your head to where you need it. It includes a place to fit your arm and a pillow and a pillow for your ear. It's small it's comfortable. Listen, this is a pillow for people who get sleep. It's a pillow for people who get how I sleep. It's a pillow for you. The height is even adjustable to get the right height for you. And you know, I, I also endorse the, the call map. My kids use it to go to sleep. Do you fall asleep with white noise or meditative sounds? Get this, the My Butterfly Pillow, it has a Bluetooth adapted night owl speaker so you can listen to music sounds or even a smart TV. Seriously, it connects into Bluetooth. You can listen to music while you fall asleep. I do that, particularly when I'm taking naps. Listeners to the show can save $30 off the list price of $129. You use code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K at checkout, and you'll get my butterfly pillow for just $99 and free shipping in the continental United States. You go to mybutterflypillow.com, you enter code ERIC at checkout, you save $30 and get free shipping. That's mybutterflypillow.com. The checkout code is ERIC. You will get a better night's sleep. You'll get a better nap. You'll just get a better sleep experience with my butterfly pillow. It is Eric Erickson here at Atlanta's Evening News. Real quick check of the radar here on the east side and the northeast side. We've got rain. If you are headed up 400 towards Alpharetta, you're going to get it. Um, Peachtree Industrial up towards Berkeley Lake, Johns Creek, you're going to get rain. Uh, also, out on the east side, uh, go out Lawrenceville Highway and the like, you're going to get it. Uh, Stone Mountain, Mountain Park, Tucker, Lilburn, uh, Redan, you've got some rain south of Conyers as well. There's rain. And then down just to the east of Locust Grove, there's rain stretching kind of northeast towards Mansfield and Newburn. I, I got to tell you guys, by the way, uh, I went, had a meeting. When was it? On Thursday, I uh, had a meeting up in Athens and my GPS navigated me around um, through Bostwick and Good Hope and where I was going, um, and then was it Ray? My, it just, I, I'd been up, I'd been the, the parade marshal up in Boswick, and it just, it's staggering just how beautiful that part of the state is. You've got the, the high hills, you got farm pasture land, the, the creeks that run through there, the, the farmland goes straight into the creek, you can just walk out. I really wanted to pull over. There was this one little area, there's this farm, the field was so green, the water looked so clear, there wasn't even a huge step down into the creek, and there were dogwood trees everywhere. I just wanted to go, 
I wanted to buy the land, win the lottery, buy the land, and and just hang out in that creek. It was beautiful land out there. Now, all right, we need to go to the phones, don't we, instead of talking about land in Bostwick, but beautiful land out there. Jacob in Covington, you are up first. Welcome. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Doing well. Hey, uh, I was just going to ask, I don't know if this is stupid or, or not, but what would it take to sue um not necessarily just the Democrats, but all the people that are actually going after Trump, wasting millions and millions of taxpayer dollars for something that just isn't there, knowing that they're going to continue all the, until they find something, which they probably won't. But what would it take to actually either stop it or to sue them? I mean, well, I, I don't know. So there, nothing really. There, there's nothing that can be done. And the reason is because the attorney general is empowered by federal law to have this sort of investigation. And so the, the Mueller investigation was a legally binding investigation. And because it was a legally binding investigation, you can't sue them. It wasn't the Democrats who ordered the investigation. It was the Trump administration that ordered the investigation. So, and you, the Trump administration can't sue itself. Uh, so there really is no cause of action against uh, Democrats or anyone else. And then, of course, the president's a public figure. So if you use libel slander law, it's uh, impossible to sue people, uh, to, to sue anyone for making statements uh, suggesting the president was in cahoots with the Russians, he, even though we know he wasn't. Because he's a public figure, you got to show actual malice. And in practice, that's pretty much a, an impossible bar. Uh, so there, there's just there's no cause of action there. The phone number here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. When we come back, there is more Mueller fallout. We do need to get into state law, what's happening here with the airport, with the fetal heartbeat issue, the governor's Medicaid waiver. And I do have some thoughts on media reform as well. And the way the media actually is responding to the fallout from the Mueller investigation. Number here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's Eric Erickson in Atlanta's Evening News. I want to go to the phones and go to Tom in Kennesaw. Welcome. Hey, Tom. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Fine. Thank you. I love your show. I listen to you, Sean and Rush, every day. Thank you very much. Got a, got a question for you. Uh, you know how everybody says, everybody knows how McCain... McCade and Rosenstein lied to the court. Why don't you ever hear anything from the court about them lying to the court? Why doesn't the court hold them in contempt of court? Right. Um, I suspect uh, the biggest issue is because, well, with Rosenstein, we know it didn't actually happen. Uh, With McCabe, he was fired. Uh, and I think there's an actually an ongoing investigation in the McCabe situation. Uh, but uh, with Rosenstein, there's there's no question he did not lie, uh, Rosenstein. And even the the White House, of course, now that Rosenstein has said you can't prosecute the president, they're they're actually walking a lot of the allegations and whatnot about Rosenstein back. Uh, so we got to be careful with treating that one. The McCabe situation, though, dude lost his job. They've denied him his pension. And I think there's still an investigation ongoing. I hope so. Uh, he is another person. He and Comey, I've got to say, really do give the FBI a terrible reputation. They gave the FBI a, a black eye. And I really think it's going to take a while for people to trust the FBI again. You know who else is going to have a hard time getting trust back? The American media. I want to play you. A couple of sound bites. This first a media montage of some of the most egregious allegations made in the media over the last two years about the Mueller investigation. Well, let's see if I can fire this up. I somehow put everything on mute here for a moment um, to minimize feedback. So let's try this again, shall we? Me running my own soundboard sometimes has ups, sometimes has downs. Does the public understand just how much trouble the president is in. To believe that the president isn't compromised requires such a leap of faith. I think we have all the proof we need of a scandal that's 
uh, arguably worse than Watergate. Do we know if there is still this belief and aspect right. that the president is working for the Russians? I can't answer that. The U.S. president possibly working for the Russians. Possibly an unwitting pawn. Quote, once Mueller closes in on him and the family, anybody that writes an op-ed and suggests that Donald Trump has not put himself directly in the target of an obstruction charge is just fooling themselves and some very, very stupid, ill-informed readers. The stack of counts of obstruction of justice that could be fatal to the Trump presidency. The House is going to have little choice the way this is going other than to start impeachment proceedings. The subpoena could relate to two areas of the probe that might ultimately lead to Trump's impeachment. They are the kind of offenses uh, that would call for impeachment hearings. If someone walked in my office and said I was a subject of a multi-year criminal investigation led by former FBI Director Robert Mueller, I'd wet my pants. Mueller reminds me of the starfish which gets itself tightly around the clam and uses all its stuff to weaken and pry open the clam. Now this is a battle to the death as far as the clam is concerned. If the starfish is able to open him even a little bit, he can get op him open all the way. And that's it, of course, for the clam. He's the starfish's lunch. <laughs> you know, by the way, there's a New York Times story today that all the people who had a love affair with, with Bob Mueller, they're now regretting that. Remember at, at Christmas, the, the women on Saturday Night Live did this, all I want for Christmas is the Mueller report? Oh, my goodness gracious, they went overboard. And, you know, related to this, I want to play you two clips from CNN. A network, I want to spend some time talking about CNN tonight. But first, I want to play you this. This is from the morning show on CNN with Allison Camerata talking to CNN's pollster about what their polling on the Russia Matter showed. This is a recent poll we just asked. We open-ended it, said, okay, what's the most important issue for your 2020 vote? So voters could say pretty much anything. But look at this. Look where the Russia investigation, 0% said that it was the most important to their vote in 2020. Exactly. Zero, zero, zero respondents said Russia. And, you know, one of the things we were talking about, health care, obviously, the Trump administration wants to get rid of the ACA. Look at that. It ranks significantly higher. So of the news that's kind of come out this week of things that are important to people's vote in 2020, I would honestly argue that the health care news is far more important than the Russia investigation. Let me ask yeah, so zero people care about it. Not only that, CNN actually, that they bravely went into the heartland, Fox News territory, and they interviewed people about the Mueller report. The all-important uh, Macomb County, Allison. Republicans here are emboldened, but even some Democrats saying perhaps it is time to move on. In the heartland, conclusions of the Mueller report so far favor the president. And his catchphrases are winning. I make of it exactly what Donald Trump said it was. It was fake news. It was a witch hunt. It was a hoax all along. Matter of fact, I think they need to investigate the people that funded the fake dossier because they're the real criminals in this. Ford auto worker Brian Pennebecker is a huge Trump fan. He helped elect the president in his vote-rich county and says the report's filings gives the president a lift. If the Democrats were smart, they would start working with President Trump instead of trying to overturn the results of the election. Uh, because, and, and in your mind, if, if they do, they are only going to make him stronger in places like Macomb. Absolutely, because the guy didn't do anything wrong. Michigan and Macomb County are critical to the president's re-election. In 2016, he won the state by just 10,704 votes. And how much time has CNN spent on this? Some Someone did the math in basically 3,000 minutes of airtime. 3,000 minutes of airtime on this. And it turns out not only does nobody care, but the Heartland voters, they're with the president on this issue. CNN actually really needs to hold itself accountable, and they're not going to. Jeff Zucker coming out and said they did nothing wrong. They're journalists, not investigators. Never mind CNN bragging earlier in the year about how many investigative reporters they hired. Now, let's go back to the phone. Zach, you are going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Hi there. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Uh, just got a little high. Uh, I uh, told your uh, call screener I had a, uh, a brush with celebrity, as it were. Um, president, the president retreated me last night about 1030, wow. I guess, something like that. Yeah. yeah That's I fantastic. Just, uh, now, what was the tweet? Uh, it's it's just a um, 
a, t- a tweet of, of gratitude and appreciation. I just wanted to, you know, it was actually, I guess, probably a, a, over a year ago. Um, at, at, as a matter of fact, it was on the uh, anniversary of his uh, inauguration. Uh, uh, I just, and he, he tweeted, uh, you know, that it was, it was the um, anniversary of, of his uh yeah, of his being elected, and, and uh, nice. I just want to let him know, you know, how how much I appreciate the work that he's done, and you know how, how I look forward to uh, him continuing to be our president. I love it. That's fantastic, Zach. Thanks very much for for calling. By the way, uh, a, a U.S. senator is texting me. He's coming to the resurgent gathering. This particular senator, and he passes along. Just wanted to let me know that uh, he had a meeting with the President today. Most upbeat he has seen the president in his entire tenure in the presidency. Uh, he truly feels vindicated by the Mueller report today, and he has every reason to. Hadn't done this in a while. I got to, though. Uh, we got rain uh, on the east side of the city, all over 285, from I-20 on the east side all the way up to Doraville. Uh, and Peachtree Industrial, you got rain. And then you got rain all the way up to Johns Creek. And on 400 between Alfred and Roswell, you got rain. Mountain Park area, you got rain. Uh, Decatur, Belvedere Park, Candler McAfee, Druid Hills, you got rain. Uh, on 675, very heavy rain actually, over 675 right now. Uh, and in the Stockbridge area, rain. There's rain down towards Locust Grove. And let's zoom out here. And you got rain moving into the Conyers area. Light rain moving into the Conyers area, I should say. On the west side of the city, there's some sprinkles in the Carrollton area, the Mount Zion area. Uh, the Temple area, but nothing significant. It's all basically uh, up 75 until you get to 285, and then wraps around the east side, headed up uh, Peachtree Industrial and 400. Uh, you get up to Ball Ground and the Nelson area and the Jasper area. You got lots of rain up there if you're headed that way. The phone number here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Brian Kemp, governor of Georgia, got a big win in the state legislature. They are advancing his uh, reform package for health care in the state. Democrats are saying it's not enough, and some Republicans are saying it's too much. The The Kemp position at this point is basically Goldilocks, uh, that it, it is neither too hot nor too cold. It is, in fact, uh, according to them, just right. Uh, what needs to be done without more? Basically, it will help fund health care for people up to the poverty line, not over the poverty line. Uh, meanwhile, there's actually been some pretty good news on the um, uh, on the certificates of need program. Now, for, for those of you who are not familiar with it. Certificates of need, I mentioned this before, essentially they allow local governments and hospitals, nonprofit hospitals, to object to new medical facilities being built. One of the groups in this state that has been hurt by this is Cancer Centers of America. They have a beautiful, beautiful facility out on the Noonan Bypass in Noonan. Uh, really a nice facility, nice area, uh, very thoughtfully designed. They got a lot of doctors out there and they are very limited in their capacity because uh, local hospitals opposed the cancer center going in. Well, they were able to strike a deal and reform certificates of need, tweaking it in the state. They're not getting rid of them altogether. They are going to allow Cancer Center of America to expand its facility uh, as much as they want. They won't be able to have an emergency room. They won't be able to take all patients. They'll just be able to take their cancer patients. But one of the the nice things about it is that the way they're going to uh, change certificates of need is local governments will no longer be allowed to object to medical facilities. And believe it or not, particularly in in rural parts of the state, it's a thing uh, where local governments object to facilities coming in because the local governments, uh, a lot of them, have very close ties to their nonprofit medical facilities. I, I just as an aside, having been in emergency rooms for the last uh, since Saturday, the the huge healthcare provider in Middle Georgia is Navicent, the Medical Center of Central Georgia. Uh, we were there. We were at uh, Coliseum has two hospitals in our area, and we went to both of them. The care at the Coliseum Hospital, hands down was so much better uh, than the Med Center, which is not only the huge nonprofit, uh, but also the hospital most likely to file certificate of need objections to other medical facilities. And, I mean, my wife was diagnosed with a kidney infection. The urgent care doctor wanted her uh, put in the hospital, and the emergency room doctor treated her for a migraine and sent her home. 
And we were back again, guess what, to a different emergency room yesterday. Just amazing the levels of health care in this country. And, and don't tell me socialism would make it better. It would make it worse, all the studies show. Just amazing. When we come back, though, we got to move into, the, into CNN and how they've handled this whole Mueller thing. It's Eric Erickson here with Atlanta's Evening News on WSB, the second hour. The phone number is 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I don't know if you've heard, NASA's had to abort its mission for an all-female spacewalk around the International Space Station because there aren't enough spacesuits to fit female astronauts. Uh, progressive, woke millennials are screaming that this is discrimination. Well, you know, I mean, females often bear the brunt of abortion. I mean, more girls are aborted every year than boys, apparently even in space. Sad. Now, we need to get into the CNN stuff. But before we delve into the situation with the CNN expansion or the, the, the CNN situation, um, I do want to bring up an issue of precedent. And I, I have said and then gotten some blowback from some of you unhappy with me for saying that I think the president using in the emergency declaration to build a wall is a bad idea. Precedents matter and the Democrats are going to use precedent in the future in ways Republicans don't like thanks to this president setting it. The Congress has failed to override his veto, but the issue I want to hang on is, is precedent because I think I'm prescient on the precedent. Say that five times fast. Back in 2000, 2010, 2011, I was writing at the time at redstate.com and had this here radio program as well. So it would have been after 2011. And I said, the trend of Democrat elected officials refusing to go to court to support laws they disagreed with was a bad one that would come back to bite them. It was a terrible precedent. Uh, this was over the Defense of Marriage Act and other traditional marriage laws around the country. Uh, the Obama administration refused to go to court to defend the Defense of Marriage Act. Now, it, you need to understand, we need to go back in history, uh, go back to the founding of this country, go back to English common law. It, it's, it really was well settled in legal principle that the executive was charged with enforcing the law, even laws the executive did not like. And so you had the Clinton administration, the Bush administration, the Reagan administration, the Carter administration, the Ford administration, the Nixon administration, the Johnson, the Kennedy, you name it. They would routinely go to court and defend federal laws, even if they were laws the presidents themselves had vetoed. Their Justice Department would go because they were the laws of the United States and they would zealously defend them. The Obama administration decided it knew better. The arc of history, you know, they wanted to bend it in their direction, and they decided we're not going to defend laws that we think are, are an affront to civil rights. And, of course, this was all about gay marriage. And so they decided not to defend gay marriage in court. Arnold Schwarzenegger in California did the same thing. He ordered his attorney general to not defend California's constitutional amendment uh, that would ratify traditional marriage under California law. And, and you had a bunch of people, myself included, saying, guys, you need to rethink this. This is going to come back to bite you. You may not like gay marriage, but it is the law of the land. You need to respect the law. You need to follow precedent. Nope, nope, nope. Democrats knew better. Democrats knew best. And they weren't going to defend these bigoted, hateful laws. Well, precedents matter. In Texas, a federal district judge has ruled that Obamacare as a whole is unconstitutional. It has been appealed to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. The Trump administration, citing the Obama administration's precedent of not defending the Defense of Marriage Act, has gone into federal court, to a federal appellate court, and said, the district court judge is right, we're not going to fight this. And the left is melting down. I mean, seriously melting down. So uh, Democrats in Congress are livid and they're asking the federal court to allow them to come in and defend the law. Now, there's a problem here because the precedent is also that it is the executive who defends the law. And you will recall as well that uh, in the Supreme Court decision 
they did not allow um, they, they did not allow others to come in and defend the laws. Uh, there was a whole standing issue. I think that's right. In any event, um, the, the Democrats are going to try. I suspect the Federal Court of Appeals is going to allow them to do so. Um, but it's actually, this is a pretty significant issue. The Trump administration relying on precedent from the Obama administration to refuse to uh, to ratify the law, to, to argue for the law in court. Precedent matters, folks. It does. Now, I want to go back to the media. In particular, I want to spend a little bit of time on CNN. And I want to play you some audio. Uh, and I want to play this audio, and this is MSNBC. It's not CNN. There's a method to my madness. Bear with me. This is John Brennan. John Brennan is an MSNBC analyst, but he had appeared regularly on CNN before MSNBC hired him. For example, this week on Friday, not knowing anything about it, but Friday is the day that the grand jury indictments come down. And also this Friday is better than next Friday because next Friday is the 15th of March, which is the Ides of March. And I don't think Robert Mueller will want to have that dramatic uh, flair of the Ides of March when he is going to be delivering what I think are going to be his indictments, the final indictments, as well as the report that he gives to the attorney general. What makes you believe that he has more indictments? Um, because he hasn't addressed the issues related to criminal conspiracy as well as any individual criminal conspiracy involving the Russian and Russians. Yes, yeah. I think it was very and, in, and in that's terms of an area, American person, you know, U.S. person. That's an area you know something about. That that investigation was developing while you were still on the job. Well, it was in terms of looking at what was going on with the Russians and whether or not U.S. persons were actively collaborating, colluding, cooperating, involved in a conspiracy with them or not. Uh, but also, if there's going to be any member of Did the Trump family... Did you see enough at that stage to believe that there would now that that would result in indictments once investigated? I, I thought at the time that there was going to be individuals who were going to have uh, issues with the Department of Justice. Yes, and I think we've already seen a number of individuals who have been indicted, either have pled guilty or have been convicted now. So, I, again, I don't have any inside knowledge. I'm not talking with anybody in special yes, counsels. Yes, you do. You have the inside well, knowledge. But, but not what, about the status of, of the investigation right now. Yeah. But I do think also if anybody from the Trump family, an extended family, is going to be indicted, it would be in the final act of mm -hmm. Mueller's investigation because Bob Mueller and I think his team knows that if he were to do something, uh, indicting a Trump family member, or if he were to go forward with indictment on criminal conspiracy involving U.S. persons, that would basically be the death knell of the special counsel's office because I don't believe that Donald Trump would allow uh, Bob Mueller to continue in the aftermath of those types of actions. That was that was John Brennan, uh, John Brennan, former uh, what national intelligence officer for the Obama administration. Notice how, and this was MSNBC. This was not CNN. There, there's a CNN tie-in here, uh, but Brennan he traded on his credibility from his former position to be an analyst who purported to have some depth of knowledge. Yes, yes, yes. He he went out of his way to say nothing about the Mueller investigation specifically, but yes, yes, yes. He th these investigations did happen. Uh, while he was on the job, they began, and so he had some level of knowledge about how things would proceed. Um, this, my friends, is a problem because CNN did this egregiously, and CNN had Brennan on a number of times before he was made a CNN, uh, before uh, MSNBC hired him. And CNN had on lots of Democrats and lots of others to say and speculate that, yes, there was. But more than that, CNN repeatedly had on the ranking Democrats from the House and Senate Intelligence Committees to tell us that there really was collusion happening. And they had inside knowledge, Gnostic knowledge, if you will, that it was happening. And so Jeff Zucker comes out now and says he's very happy with what CNN did. They're journalists. They're not investigators. And yet... It's CNN who made a big deal about hiring a bunch of investigative journalists to go deep on all this stuff. I, I The networks have problems, and I really do think CNN is getting this wrong. And then to have Brian Sessler come out today and basically say, well, we're never going to know what happened with the Smollett case now because they're not actually prosecuting. And to blame TMZ for the red hat thing, politicizing it, y'all. There's a real problem in the American media, and, and they're doubling down on this, and they're doubling down for a couple of really big reasons that you need to appreciate to understand probably just how much worse it's going to get.
Not all of us sleep the same way. 63% of Americans sleep on their sides. I'm one of them. I, I go from one slide to the other. I fall asleep on my back. I wake up in the morning. I'm on my side. My butterfly pillow gives you the support in the places you need it most. It keeps your neck, spine, and alignment throughout the night, even if you switch sides like I do. My butterfly pillow, and it's called my butterfly pillow. It's patented sleep technology. It elevates your head to where you need it. It includes a place to fit your arm and a pillow and a pillow for your ear. It's small it's comfortable. Listen, this is a pillow for people who get sleep. It's a pillow for people who get how I sleep. It's a pillow for you. The height is even adjustable to get the right height for you. And you know, I, I also endorse the, the call map. My kids use it to go to sleep. Do you fall asleep with white noise or meditative sounds? Get this, the My Butterfly Pillow, it has a Bluetooth adapted night owl speaker so you can listen to music sounds or even a smart TV. Seriously, it connects into Bluetooth. You can listen to music while you fall asleep. I do that, particularly when I'm taking naps. Listeners to the show can save $30 off the list price of $129. You use code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K at checkout and you'll get my butterfly pillow for just $99 and free shipping in the continental United States. You go to mybutterflypillow.com, you enter code ERIC at checkout, you save $30 and get free shipping. That's mybutterflypillow.com. The checkout code is ERIC. You will get a better night's sleep. You'll get a better nap. You'll just get a better sleep experience with my butterfly pillow. Welcome back. The phone number is 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Let's go to the phones to Joe calling from Locust Grove. Joe, welcome. Thank you, Eric. Um, hey, Eric, I want to know if it's true about the reports of uh, if Mitch McConnell has the uh, report, the Mueller report on his desk right now. Is it true he's trying to get the Democrats to the uh, table and say sign off on another uh, on special prosecutor to investigate their side and the FBI. And I'm going to hang up and take your uh, answer. I uh, appreciate You know, this, this is, I've seen this rumor going around and no, it's, it's not true. Uh, there McConnell, no one is trying to get an investigation uh, into the Democrats or the FBI right now. Lindsey Graham wants to have some hearings into how the FBI decided to develop this investigation and why people were so adamant there. But you, you got to remember even uh, what's his name struck at the FBI in his text messages, Lisa page said there was no there there, uh, which is why he didn't want to be on the Mueller team. So there are some questions. Lindsey Graham wants to call James Comey back to the Senate uh, to be grilled on some of these issues, possibly subpoenaed if he refuses to come. Uh, but no, there, there's no deal being struck for a further investigation. What I am being told and what uh, William Barr, the attorney general, is now making public is that there is going to be a White House review of the Mueller report and the White House will be allowed to redact information they want to redact before it is made public. Again, though, this comes into play with the Federal Rules of Criminal Procedure and the National Intelligence Act. There is the Mueller probe originated as an intelligence probe. And so there is information about sources and means of acquisition that can't be made public under federal law. Likewise, grand jury testimony is not allowed to be made public. So all of that information has to be redacted unless a judge signs off. And uh, judges, even in these situations, judges are hesitant to do that. If you go back to the Lewinsky report from Ken Starr, the federal judge there, who was a Reagan appointee, very conservative guy, refused to sign off on uh, making a lot of stuff public. The you know, star people had to release a separate report and leave out a lot of the good stuff uh, that was ultimately leaked by Congress because federal law, again, prohibits the release of this information. That's why there will be some redactions when they come out. The phone number here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Alrighty, following up on the point I made uh, a little while ago on why CNN, MSNBC, the like, they're not going to be repentant on their bad media coverage. 
uh, of the Mueller investigation. They spent so much time. Uh, CNN claims to be the objective network. CNN claims to be the network that's above the fray. They spent a lot of time taking shots at Fox News, including Jeff Zucker recently calling Fox News the, the state propaganda network. When turns out Fox News got the Mueller investigation right and CNN spent a lot of time. I mean, you had uh, Chris Cuomo on CNN with a whiteboard drawing how everything was interconnected. And it turns out none of it was. But they're not going to change. They're not going to um, repent. They're not going to change their ways because part of them really does still believe there was collusion. I really do think that. I, I, I think there are a number of people who still believe that there was collusion. But also, they think they're at war with the president, and this is part of the problem. The president has taken shots at CNN and other networks. The networks, they've had crazy people come after them. There there have been death threats. Um, And they're angry with the president. They're out to get the president because they think the president is out to get them. So they're not going to back down. And that's unfortunate. I, I'm really, really disappointed across the board with uh, TV and newspaper leaders, uh, Jeff Zucker at CNN, uh, the folks at Comcast in charge of MSNBC, the New York Times, Dean Paquette, the editor there, and and else all basically saying, oh, we did a great job. We, we covered it fairly. But they didn't. They spent a lot of time on speculation. They spent a lot of time on sourcing, and they spent a lot of time playing up the controversies. They spent a lot of time uh, amplifying uh, nonsense, essentially. Uh, just, just I, I, I played this audio yesterday, but it's worth playing again if you missed it. News, a bombshell. Today is a turning point. Today was historically bad for President Trump. Today was a turning point. A turning point. We're at a turning point here. The beginning of the end for the Trump presidency. We have another bombshell. Mike Pence might have to assume the office of the presidency. Rumblings of the word impeachment. Breaking news. Another bombshell out of the White House. I believe this is the beginning of the end. I do too. It's really the beginning of the end. He may be feeling the walls closing in on him. All the walls closing in on him. The walls closing in on him. Breaking news, a new bombshell. One astrologer says this means the beginning of the end for President Donald Trump. Trump will resign. Trump is going to resign. Is this the tipping point? I know we've said it over and over. You think this is a tipping point? And over and over. This is a tipping point. And over and over. Breaking news, President Trump off the rails. It was the beginning of the end today. The beginning of the end. Breaking news tonight, new bombshell. This is the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. The walls are closing in. The walls closing in. The walls closing in. Breaking overnight bombshell. This is a very dramatic day and I think it might be near a tipping point. Do you think this is a tipping point? December 1st, 2017, you can mark it down. This is the day that everything changed. The beginning of the end? Beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. We begin tonight with a bombshell. Donald Trump is in a lot of trouble. Trump is in trouble. The president will resign. Another hour, another bombshell. This is a tipping point. Trump's going down. This president could be impeached. Resignation. Resignation. I don't think this president is going to serve out his term. Mr. Trump will not serve out his term. He will not serve out his term. No way. Know how. Breaking news. Absolute bomb. Donald Trump is not. He's done. And it's over. It's over. The walls closing in. The walls closing in. This is going to be the Achilles Hill. Breaking news tonight. I expect Trump to depart. This week will be the watershed week. Trump is in big trouble. Trump's in a lot of trouble. It's a sign of a terrified old man who feels the walls closing in. The walls are increasingly closing in on him. Tonight, the walls are closing in. Today changed everything. This is the beginning of the end. Today, the biggest tipping point for the Trump administration. Historic day, the bombshells. He's underwater. He feels the walls closing in. Turning point. We may be at a tipping point. It's the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. Another bombshell. 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 This is a bombshell. What you need to understand about this is that it's all ratings based. They think the president's coming out to get them. They're getting huge viewership from the left. Rachel Maddow on MSNBC for pizza had huge viewership. MSNBC occasionally able to beat Fox because their viewers so fired up over scandal. Scandal has helped their ratings. There's been a symbiotic relationship with this president. And they they have a love-hate relationship with him. They love to hate him. They're obsessed with him because it's good for their ratings. So they're not going to change, even though they screwed up, even though trust in the media has cratered. They can't help themselves at this point. Bless their hearts. To the phones. Ken, thanks for being patient. You're up next. Welcome. 
thank you for taking my call, Eric. I just uh, I'm a little baffled that every time someone's elected, they take an oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution, and then they say that they will uphold the laws of the United States. But yet, I'm not seeing that, and and maybe I'm missing it. I'm going to hang up and let you let, uh, tell me what you think. Thanks. Ken, thanks very much. Yeah, yeah people, they, they swear to uphold, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. It, it, it's a rather nebulous thing. Um, this oath of office, you and I view what some of the Democrats are doing as disruptive of the constitutional structure. They don't. Uh, the, what the issue is here is that no court can really enforce this as long as they're not actively aiding and abetting a foreign government. And there's no proof any of them have. There's nothing a court can do. It's called non-justiciable. Uh, so they interpret that as they see it and, and they run with it. Uh, back in the old days when we had people of character, we didn't have to worry about these things, but now on on both sides, it's not just a it's not just one party; it's both parties and other parties as well. Have people of low character getting elected buffoons, if you will, and they don't really care about the oath. It's it's just a statement; it has no binding intent on them. But there's nothing anybody can do to change that. Frankly, uh, one more call, real quick. Elman in Douglasville, real quick. Wanted to get you in here. Yes, sir. Uh, how you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. I know this is kind of off. Uh, off topic, but as far as the heartbeat legislation goes, from my understanding, I heard uh, that it went from the Senate to the House and then from the House back to the Senate and now going back to the House with revisions, and I'm not too sure what those revisions are. I'm glad that it's getting passed. I say hallelujah to that, but I have no idea what changes are sure. uh, being looked at uh, right now. Um, it, it has passed from the Senate back to the House, and the big issue, the biggest change is that the House had a provision that in addition to the tax benefits families could get when pregnant and mothers being able to collect, uh, they would also, an unborn child would count for the census, and the Senate did not like that. They changed it. They also got rid of some of the, the penalties uh, that could be imposed for um, doctors who perform abortions. They didn't like that. That's back in the House to be considered now before it goes to the governor. Y'all, I'm just going to sit here and be proud of myself that I made it through the show. I am exhausted after spending so much time in emergency rooms and, and I, I I'm just I'm I'm amazed I, I actually am amazed I was uh, actually uh, sitting uh, trading text with Peggy Noonan uh, from the Wall Street Journal earlier she was checking on Christie uh, and I told her I'm just amazed is the word for it I am amazed at the flu and how bad it can be and how many people can get it and uh, all the precautions hospitals have to go through we were in the the emergency room today and Everybody had to have a mask on, uh, no exceptions. There was not a spare bed in the emergency room. They were all full. We wound up not even being able to uh, let Christy lay down because there was no bed for her to lay down on. Even the ones in the hallways were full. It was like that on Saturday night. It was like that last night, uh, although last night she was able to get in a bed. Um, and there are no available rooms in the hospital either. They wanted to admit her, and they couldn't because there are no rooms. It's just the flu is all over the place. I, I've heard all the press reports, but uh, it's they're abstracted. You go to the hospital and realize if you're dying and need a hospital room, there are none because everybody's got the flu, and they don't want you in. It's amazing. Uh, anyway, rain in the area. Stay tuned. WSB will get you home safe tonight. Y'all have a good night.